<laughs> it's October, which means we're covering s -s 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 scary things for the whole month. That's right. Spooky things, things that go bump in the night. They're so scary. And and this week, they they make me want to shout. And so this week, to start it off, we're covering Wes Craven's Scream. How Star Wars is it? Well, hello there, Mike. Hi. And hello to the <laughs> Josiah. Listeners. Hello. Welcome to the spooky time of year. Oh, that's right. We're already done with the cold open and back to talking like normal. <laughs> right. Do we have to be scared? We could be scared the whole episode. That would be <laughs> very awful. <laughs> it's like if, if we had the ability to look at the analytics to see when people stopped listening, this episode would be like, yeah. they just immediately, once they heard them still talking like they were scared, right. they just they just turned off. They just turned it off. Yeah. Oh, and speaking of listening analytics, if you're a new listener because you just saw my YouTube video, hi, mm -hmm. that's cool. Hello. I can't imagine that there's many of you. <laughs> you never know. But, but this oh, is how Star Wars is it. Exactly. That's I was our just going to say that. That's the podcast. Yeah, it's even. the podcast. You know what's funny? We've been saying for a long time it's the only podcast. But did you know there's a um, uh, Conan O'Brien from television has a podcast? Hmm. Yeah. What? I can't imagine there's that many more. But uh, Well, actually, I did wait, hear about the... The, the I first did hear lady? about Michelle Obama? Oh, yes. <laughs> also, there's one other that I've heard of, and it's about like some kind of true crime... Where mm. like this guy got uh, uh, is in jail for a crime, but it's like maybe he didn't commit it. Mm. But it has a weird name. It's like it. Oh, it makes me think of breakfast. Okay, yeah, it's cereal. It's cereal. Oh wow! Have you heard of cereal? I have. I used to eat it every day, and then I started doing keto, and then I've mm. been doing bacon and cheddar omelets every morning. <laughs> Ooh, there you live in the life. Uh, yeah, this work from home thing has really afforded me some lifestyle like upgrades. Mm -hmm. I can wake up a, like the same time as I would have woken up when I had to drive to work, but I in that time. Um, ride the stationary bike for like an entire Avatar The Last Airbender length of time. The reason I say that, that's not what I'm watching currently, but the reason I say that is that is what established the precedent of a 22-minute sure. bike ride. So I did that, <laughs> and then I did half an episode of Hannibal while I finished the rest of the episode of Hannibal while making an omelet, and then mm -hmm. I moved on to Legend of Korra and all sorts of other shows. But um, And then I used the remainder of that free time in the morning to actually cook breakfast instead of pouring milk onto Frosted Flakes. Well, so I am, two things, I am almost done with Avatar The Last Airbender, and we Yay! will be recording an episode about it soon, and also, yeah, I've, over the last two years-ish, I got really spoiled by either working from home or working very <laughs> close to the, or living very close to the place where I worked, yeah. and like, I, I think that, that it should be illegal to have to travel more than like 10 minutes <laughs> to go to work, because yeah. it does make your life so much easier and nicer yeah um but this is how star wars is it yeah and this so is not cut a lifestyle all of that podcast. <laughs> mm -hmm. and did that all, did that all scare you did that scare you because it's scary time but we're the this is the show where we rate things on a scale of one to ten but not of how good they are or how bad they are but of how star wars they yes. are so take everything star wars put it all into a big chili mix that up that's a 10 out of 10 you get it you know yeah. what we're doing you know why we're here i feel but like people week, get it when they hear the title a lot of times if yeah. I tell some person who didn't know about the show, I'll be like, it's called How Star Wars Is It? And they'll go, oh, I get it. <laughs> I, 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 had that I had that recently where my, my Charlie's, one of Charlie's friends, his, her boyfriend, who was, you probably know, he does improv, had done improv stuff, you mm -hmm. know, in the before times. But like I, uh, Charlie pimped me into talking about the podcast, which is great. Uh -huh. uh, love doing that. But then like he was like, "Oh yeah, yeah, I'm on board." And then was like <laughs> actually interested, and I was like, "You're my target market, yeah. buddy. <laughs> Go download it." Yeah. But uh, last what last year for spooky season we did we did one quote unquote actual scary movie, which wasn't even that scary because it was Cabin in the Woods, yeah. which is kind of a 
sort of spoof in a way. Yeah, and then so this year for Spooky Season, we decided to do another scary movie that is itself sort of a parody of scary movies without, though, being a scary movie. I'm saying that now in all all caps, like, because that is itself a a movie. Yeah. Yes. But this, which is funny because... I don't even think I've seen the first couple scary movies. Let me let me be clear. The movie is called Scary Movie. Yes. Um, I don't even think I've seen the first <laughs> couple of those, but I know that from the trailers and the posters and stuff, they have the Scream mask in it. Yes. So it's like they're parodying yes. a movie that is parodying scary movies. Well, <laughs> that's okay. So let's, let's get into it. We're talking about I, Scream. <laughs> we're talking about Scream. We're talking about Scream. I So I don't. As a rule, I don't like scary movies, but I have kind of, I guess, sort of been re- branching out because over the last like f- five years or so, I've been more in- more into spooky things, scary things, mm-hmm. weird supernatural stuff. I love when fall starts because I kind of switch over to my scary spooky podcast <laughs> and there's like a couple I rotate through that are like true stories and it's like people's real stories about supernatural things that have happened. Love that shit. Yeah. There are still scary movie genres that like I don't enjoy like I don't really like torture porny kind of stuff I right. don't like I don't like, like stuff that's too saw, gory like the later uh, saw movies yeah when that's all it was <laughs> yeah but and so I was hesitant to watch scream but my girlfriend Charlie was uh, I think she was the reason we we watched this or was part of the reason we watched this yeah was because she wanted to watch it with me and I never watched it before and so we had a scary movie weekend recently where we watched it follows which was uh, pretty good. I thought it was cool. I'd heard a lot of good stuff about it. Yeah, and it wasn't that scary to me. And then we watched Scream, which also wasn't that scary to me. I and I I feel like the idea in my head of what a scary movie is is so different from what scary movies actually are. Right. And I, I feel like in my head, it's what I thought they were when I was a kid, which is like the devil, like the actual <laughs> devil is going to come out of the screen and like fill my heart uh-huh. up or something. Because this was just about people and a killer. Right. And it's it's interesting because it is sort of a parody. But it's oh, I wouldn't say it's a parody. It's, I would say it's a it has it has meta awareness. Yeah, it's like gratuitously meta aware. It it like it, I wrote one of the notes I wrote down was like, Wow, everyone in this universe loves movies. <laughs> yes. yes. Not even they, just scary movies, but they all just like they all fucking love videos. <laughs> Yes, the video store, yeah. so good. Um, so I, 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 when when I was watching this with Charlie, I didn't like it at first, and then as the movie went on, I started to like it, and I don't know what changed that. Yeah, I don't I, know what happened along the way. I think it does a really good job of okay. So like the movies, it's again like parodying isn't maybe the right word, but that it's like super referential to are all those like slasher movies where. Um, you know who the killer is. He's the guy, the scary guy in the mask, and he's going to be behind a tree. And when you look, yeah. he's there. And when you look again, he's not like there's like very established like slasher tropes. But the thing that this movie does is it's aware of those and it itself is sort of a slasher movie, but it's almost more of like a whodunit Agatha Christie, yes. like claustrophobic mystery than it is yes. like a you know, seeing someone's strict... arm get pulled apart or whatever. Yeah, because I, I remember, so 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 I watched this, and then uh, the reason we watched it with me and Charlie was because she and her roommates were watching all of them, and then they watched the second one without me, which was rude, and so then I watched most of the third one with them, and the third one has Oh, oh similar... of the Scream movies? Yes. I, after and... watching this, I've seen this movie before, but after watching it recently, I was like, shit, I want to like get really into the Scream franchise, but I've never yeah. seen any of the other ones. Maybe I'll, well, maybe I'll do that soon. <laughs> so apparently some of them are, are, apparently there's like, you know, obviously yeah. it's inconsistent, right. but, but, uh, uh, but the third one was similar quality aside. It was similar. And that the whole time I was like, who is who the is killer? It? And yeah. th- it, this one does the same thing where there is blood. It's not like a crazy gratuitous throughout, but you are more, I was more interested in like, what is going on? I yeah. want to know the the truth. Um, but yeah, they were. This was this was. It was also cool to watch because I feel like we were seeing uh, people like right on the cusp of them being stars. Uh-huh. You know, yeah, like uh, like Matthew Lillard right. and Nev Campbell to an extent, and like Who having Drew Barrymore at the very gigantic teeth. 
oh. Nev Campbell. <laughs> I think she, I, I, you know, you're not wrong, but I also think oh. uh, she is absolutely yeah, gorgeous. she's really cute, but like she just has like really gigantic teeth. That's actually a thing I wrote down was like, ah, yes, the 25 year old, 16 year old. Oh yes, of course. <laughs> like everyone in that, like that's another thing that they are kind of referencing from slasher movies is like the the protagonist is always like effectively speaking a minor and they like sex them up a lot like oh, you're, yeah. you're supposed to be like horny for the main character and she's like in high school which is like what yeah. the fuck <laughs> this it's is like the, this is a weird thing <laughs> it's like halloween right and yeah. they actually watch jamie lee curtis yeah, like right. in halloween later in the in one of like the best scenes in any movie i've ever seen where you have a guy named jamie in real life yeah. telling uh, the actor Jamie Lee Curtis <laughs> to look behind her, right. her and there he's saying look behind you Jamie and there's the killer behind, behind him, him and I, Jamie <laughs> I was just like chef yeah. kiss yeah chef kiss. really good chef and kiss. that like 25 second delay to the the van oh, there's genius. a lot of really fun it's almost like um funny like it's almost like comedic irony that and then also like the yeah. Drew Barrymore like her parents get home and but she's like she can't yell because like her mm-hmm. body's fucked up and like they're right there like they have a lot of really fun uh well like oh no you were so close <laughs> and that's like that's like the Jordan Peele thing where he's like comedy and and horror are the same you just change yes. the like punchline right. essentially right because yeah if you, you had subvert different music, an expectation you set up a rule yeah. and then you break it in a way that either betrays your like trust in the setup or mm-hmm. you know <laughs> well it's so okay a couple more things so I think like some maybe some ways uh, that this is Star Wars is like you have a director with a pretty singular vision. What's what's cool though about and, and mentioning Drew Barrymore, I think Wes Craven does stuff with this that I don't think Star Wars would ever do, which is be self-referential but also like self-deprecating mm-hmm. because like he is talking about his own yeah. movies like yeah, Nightmare right. on on Elm Street right. and and other stuff like that, and then like. In the first scene with Drew Barrymore killing her off right away, yeah, and like using her as like promotional material, even though yeah, it's just yeah. like a stunt, and then being like, "Well, that was it. That's we're actually moving on now." Is like something such a bait and switch that I don't think you would ever see yeah. in a lot of movies in general, but especially because she a was more established, like established by then. Oh yeah, yeah, she was. She was very you know one of the bigger stars of the time, right. and using that bait and switch was like I just. Because I was like, I didn't know she was in this. And then uh, I sounded really Texan just then. <laughs> I didn't know she I was in know. this. But uh, yeah, super cool moves, super cool directing. The music is really is effective. Good. Yeah, and they use uh, that bring from mm-hmm. Halloween, like because Halloween is playing at the time. But the, the tie-ins to the, the, the fact that they're watching Halloween and like the cues tie into the stuff going on in this movie is like a really cute detail. It's sort of like... um. Dark Side of the Moon lining up with Wizard <laughs> of Oz, you know? Yeah, um, yeah. So one of one of the first notes I have, which has nothing really to do with Star Wars, but just chronology in the movie, after the whole Drew Barrymore scene, I, I wrote down, well, that was gross from start to finish, talking about the her boyfriend coming in through the window and saying, yeah. like, a nice solid R rating heading toward NC-17, talking about their relationship. And yeah, and, and she's like, "Will you settle for PG thirteen? Yeah. And like flashes him. And, yeah, that was and gross. I was like, "This whole thing is very gross." And also, like, they're talking in like this movie vernacular. Yes, yes. <laughs> like, yes. what is going on in the in Scream this universe? Town? <laughs> yeah, in the Scream universe, everyone's frame of reference is film, and it's not even like you're. F- like and they might not even be fans of film, but that is how you. Get, that's how yeah, you relate. They're, to they're people. just all very film literate. Yes, yes, that's how um, they relate. Another note I wrote was Courtney, bad color. <laughs> Courtney Cox's like first like power suit is like lime green. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so 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 I so in the third <laughs> scream, which I don't know if we'll, well maybe we'll cover it eventually, uh-huh. but she has the worst like time period appropriate baby bangs that are just like <laughs> a centimeter, <laughs> and it's like the worst. Gross worst thing and it's so of that like just that year yeah, right like yeah. it's that uh it's disgusting so yeah but the, <laughs> this is 1996 and so right. much of the fashion and the and the choices feel very late yeah, 90s like I, mid 90s i wrote down at one point i said something like were ribbed sweaters 
like a super hot thing at the time. <laughs> like everybody's sweaters had like a, a like a texture that I knew I how it would feel just by looking at it. Um, yeah. And then I wrote. I also wrote. Was the nineties the fifties? <laughs> because like there's a lot of weird sort of puritanical shit going on in this movie as well as like the bathrooms at the school looked super mm, fucking mm-hmm. like archaic to me like a lot of the stuff felt like 1950 like the kids walking to school felt kind of like maybe it's just that it's a small town and it that's may- sort of the aesthetic yeah but, um, it's got it that felt I- very like out of time I, I, I see I know what you mean because it has that I think it's shooting for that Americana feel because it's that small right. town you know well in the sort of 70s Halloween feel I feel mm-hmm. like if, if one movie had any influence on this it was Halloween absolutely like, I feel like this I feel like Wes Craven was making a movie that was Halloween if the people in Halloween had seen Halloween right yes yeah, like he, right. he was making a scary movie if the if the people in scary movie had seen scary movies because they're all they are all literate they all know what's yeah. what the tropes are to an extent yeah um and they also that. have a note that just says Courtney Cox's bangs <laughs> Wait, maybe it's in this movie. Was it in this one or is it well, in the third they're, one? I can't they're, remember. They're not like one centimeter in this. They're like full bangs, but they're like they're too long. They oh like yes, go yes, over yes. her eyes. Yeah. Well, and so this and this is also whenever she and David Arquette meet and and yeah, fall yeah. in love and get married and they're not together anymore. But also right. David Arquette in, in falling down the rabbit hole of this movie, David Arquette was like a pro wrestler for a time, which is insane. <laughs> like, what were you doing, dude? Um, other let's see. Oh, this is a weird thing that Charlie pointed out that I thought was super accurate because after there's like the th- after, I think it's after like the principal gets killed maybe after Henry Winkler yeah after the Fonz dies yeah. um uh or, or maybe it's later but but there's a uh curfew put on the town right uh-huh. and they show these like shots of like shutting yeah, like the door closing yeah and like people walking in like trying to get to home really quick <laughs> and Charlie was like when, when she when her, she and her roommates were watching they were like this is just like quarantine this is supposed to be scary but this is kind of the world we're living in right now yeah and then when I was watching it too I was like that is true and very strange <laughs> to watch it and be like no this seems right because no one's out and they're not supposed to be out they all need right. to be inside i was like finally everyone's social distancing and yeah. doing what they're supposed to do in this movie from 1996 <laughs> but it was a really weird like uh uh experience to see what was supposed to be scary and be like yes good this yes, is good that is correct they i need to go inside go home um I wrote down, first of all, Billy Loomis is such a good name. Second of all, Loomis is the, the guy from Halloween, the like oh. doctor who's like after Michael Myers. Interesting. So another um, shout out. Yeah. And then speaking of other references like that, Drew Barrymore in the scene she's in, I, I can't remember exactly now the context because I just wrote this. Oh, wait, 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 wait. No, not the Drew Barrymore scene. The girl at the video store at one mm-hmm. point asks about a movie with E.T.'s mom in it. And uh-huh. Drew Barrymore is the little girl in E.T. Yes, yes. <laughs> I'm, I'm trying to think of like what would be the closest thing to maybe it's solo, you know, because when solo's like, <laughs> look at the dice. I'm trying to think of like what would be oh, the most God. self-referential. Oh, sure. Well, but, yeah, but the, screen, the, the last screen. like five Star Wars movies, the Disney era yeah. Star Wars movies are all like referential to Star Wars, but not in a, um, hey, have you gotten your videotape of Star Wars out and yeah. watched this part? It's more in a way of like obvious quote unquote Easter eggs. Yes. Whereas this is like, hey, have you ever watched this film that yes. also exists? This is like <laughs> This is like if Abed from Community was like <laughs> yeah. in a horror movie. It's just right. like. It's like the zombie episode of Community, but a slasher movie. Yeah. Um, the note I wrote that kind of encompassing that whole idea is, I wrote, this universe loves movies. The video store kid even said, if this were a scary movie, dot, dot, dot. And then I said, the the fun writing of this movie, what that kid said, what the, the Jamie Kennedy kid yes. said, motive is incidental. Like, yes. It's it's scarier that they don't have a reason to kill you or whatever, well, and then of course that pays off. <laughs> okay, so uh, you know, I think we can talk spoilers because this movie is a billion yeah, years old. Yeah, this, but this is what yeah. that, that's like the thing that I uh, this movie is very well made and very well written, and I mm-hmm. I actually ended up it's really re, yes, yeah, so tight. I really liked it because uh, in that conversation, Jamie Kennedy's character throughout the movie tells you what is going to happen. 
Like, he literally tells you who the killer is, and he's right. Yeah. And right. he tells you that the dad is going to show up at the very end, but he's a, the, the dad's he's a, a red, red herring. The dad's a red herring and is going to show up at the very end, and he's right. Like, like Wes Craven, and uh, I guess he wrote this too. I, I don't know, but... No, I don't think he did. Uh, written by oh, Kevin written by, Williamson. Okay. So, so the writers here were basically like, we are going to literally tell you the answer. It's like, it would be like if in an Agatha Christie, if the butler mm-hmm. was like, it was the maid. Uh, <laughs> and then Agatha Christie was like, shut up. And then went off and did something else. And then at the end was like, it was the yeah. maid. Yeah, and the butler right. would be like, I literally told you. Right. That it's it, it's smart though because no one is reliable in this. No, no. Like, and you meet that kid as like kind of a goofball, but also like a quiet, not quiet, but like sort of a beta, and like you already don't know who to trust. And yeah. and that note that that line about like, what about the dad? No, the dad's a red herring. He'll show up at the end or whatever. I was like, I I had seen the movie before, so I knew it wasn't the dad. But I was like, oh wow, I. They they can't find the dad. They don't know where he is. And I was like, oh, good job. Because, yeah. like, he... You even saying he's a red herring now makes me suspicious of him. It's sort of like yes. a double reverse psychology kind of thing. That, that That's, like, how tight this movie is, is that all yeah. these choices, uh, where they essentially spell it out for you, mm-hmm. uh, are done in a way that make you think that you are being clever by not trusting it. Yeah. And then at the end, you're like... Oh wait! It what? It was just very, very cool. And, yeah. And the end, and, and also like, it is funny, and uh, there are yeah. parts that are very, fu- very funny, and even like at in the climax where uh, uh, poor Nev Campbell's character, what's her name? I can't remember. Yeah, um, Sydney Prescott. Yes, God, Sydney has the worst life in the world, and God, like really, and in the sec- second and third movie, it's like you're just like this poor woman can't catch a break. Um, <laughs> a but, friend of mine uh, tweeted, or it was maybe even like a Facebook status that was like, "Seems pretty cruel that these copycat ghost face killers keep trying to terrorize Sydney Prescott." <laughs> I know they all have some <laughs> like, reason. If you're a copycat. Like, I haven't seen the later movies, but if your whole thing is you're copying somebody, like, why go after the same person? <laughs> well, so uh, there, there's a reason of the third one I know. I haven't seen the second one, but there's a re. Well, I know who the killer is in the second one because Charlie spoiled it, spoiled it for me. But in the third one, there's a reason as well. Um, but the, uh, 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 the, the the climax when, when um, Billy and Matthew Lillard's character mm-hmm. are like, hit like slicing each other and like trying to yeah, frame yeah. Sydney and everything. God, right. It's like brutal. But then like <laughs> when like Matthew, Matthew Lillard's like, I'm getting woozy here, man. Like yeah. that's funny. And when, and when he's, he's like, fun in this, he's good in this. Oh, he's great. He's, and when he's, he's too much, but like the movie is a little too much, you know? <laughs> yeah. It, it fits. Mm-hmm. And whenever he's like, my mom's going to be so mad. Like <laughs> yeah. at, whenever they find out he's a murderer, it's like, that's funny. It's a yeah. weird, like very morbid joke, but it like, yeah, the delivery... it is like a comedy movie. <laughs> yeah. It's a comedy movie. That's a, that's a whodunit mm-hmm. with slasher elements. And it's just, I just really liked it. I didn't expect yeah. to like it. And I liked it a lot. Yeah. It's, it's a fun movie. I think also the sort of reveal that it was two people working together was satisfying and not like a, uh, like I, uh, my guess is the book is excellent and the movie was fun too, but the murder on the Orient express, um, fast forward like 60 seconds. If you don't want to spoiler on murder on the Orient express, but the like whole thing with that is there's like 12 or however many like suspects and, and any one of them could have done it. And then you find out they all did together. And I was kind of like, okay, well at least it wasn't like, it was like they made the case for all of them and at yeah. least it wasn't just one of them. And it was like, okay, well I just didn't guess right. Like at yeah. least it was a, subs- was a subversion of that, but the, it was two people of a possible, maybe four suspects in scream, you know, like that mm. was cool. It did. It didn't, um, it didn't make me go like, ah, that sucks. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it was satisfying and also like sort of unexpected, and then made for some really cool tension whenever they're all out of the thing. And they're like, no, it's not me. It's not me. And being mm-hmm. able to, like, really not know was right. was very satisfying at the end. Yeah. I'm trying to think, like, uh, th- we've, d- we've done a lot of comedies. We've done a lot of action movies. There's not any Star Wars that's, like, I mean, there are scary parts of Star Wars, I guess you could say. that. Yeah. Well, not even, I don't even know if they're scary so much as they can be sort of, like, 
slightly disturbing imagery or slightly like maybe thrilling in like a scary thrilling way but there's nothing in star wars i can think of that's like horror forward no it's like this is to scare you or that Mm -hmm. or even violent forward like slashing this you know right right the most violent you ever see is like a lightsaber through an arm or something and it it cauterizes except for of course walrus man aka ponda baba whose <laughs> arm bleeds <laughs> yeah what's what's what, what what's the biology of that alien that it is the only my guess is that in universe the pablo hidalgas of the world who like work for story group and basically can make up answers if there isn't one already established right. my guess is that answer has been proven multiple times over by writers in star wars of like maybe he has like special blood or something (laughs) but the other thing is like it was the first time i ever did a lightsaber cutting off an arm and of course like if you cut off an arm it would be bloody and then later they're like oh light and like power and Mm -hmm. it's so fun trying to think about making the prequels of star wars and like trying to make them fit into the original star wars and then realizing like oh i have to answer for shit from earlier and instead of choosing to keep that consistent, you decide to change it, and then your older thing is wrong. <laughs> yeah, it 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 is just very uh, bold and and um, uh, like. Have you ever done that that like um, that improv kind? Of, it's not really a performance game, but it's like a short formy exercise where it's a group of maybe six people or eight people and one person goes up and they say the first line of a story and yeah. then the next person goes up and says the last line of the story and then you hear the first and then you hear the last and then people all start <laughs> trying to fill in holes and it's really fun it's really fun to try to fuck with people in that game and yeah. like give like a bad entry to make people have to work harder to fill in the holes but um it's it's like he's never played that game before <laughs> well, it's like it's like he played that game and then he he made the starting line and the yeah. ending line but then like he then whatever he got to tell the whole story he just changed the starting line and it's like wait no you you said it yeah he and then then he was also in that position where like number one two three four five six seven have or one through six had already gone and eight had already gone and you're the last person and you're number seven you're like oh fuck and you get there and you're in the third act of uh revenge of the sith and you're like and then this happened and then this person (laughs) happened and then this person went here and then this thing happened (laughs) which you know what's crazy is that that i feel like in the sequel trilogy that like jj abrams did that right the same kind of thing where it was like (laughs) inside of a trilogy he was like all right well we set up some things in the first one but let's go ahead and just do a lot of run-on sentences <laughs> and kind of change everything and right. then we'll end it right yeah which all you had to do was tie um kylo ren is now the leader and ray is now the most powerful jedi to like a fitting conclusion and you were like and also there was a knife and also the <laughs> yeah. knife when you hold it up to the sky. <laughs> yeah. I was, Charlie and I were, were driving the other day and, and, and <laughs> we started talking about Lost and she was like, she was like, maybe it's time to revisit Lost. Do, I, do, I want, do we want to watch Lost? And I was like, I mean, do you want to be disappointed? And yeah. she was like, well, I know it would be, but I, you know, I watched it all when it came out and I was disappointed then, but it might be fun to go back and rewatch. And then it got me thinking about like, why... <laughs> Why did we trust J.J. Abrams to end something in a satisfying way when he had never done that before? <laughs> and then, but then it made me think about Mission Impossible Three, where it was like he did satisfy, satisfyingly uh, relaunch a, a franchise, right. Right. but he never satisfyingly ended one. Yeah, he should just be like the relauncher. Yeah, he should be the starter. And then someone else comes in and pinch hit, pinch hits pinch hits yeah, right takes it home fit takes it home because I don't think he can finish things right uh he's like um what's his oh gosh never mind I forgot who what what the other metaphor mm-hmm. uh, analogy I was gonna make was um but yeah this movie I don't think it's super Star Wars because it is like all the genres that Star Wars isn't it's like a horror it's super meta aware it's um. It's like comedy, and there are yeah. very few things in the Star Wars universe that are those three things specifically. Right, yeah, like even the comedy is a little bit more comedy movie style comedy as opposed to just kind of situational comedy. Like it's like a setup that like is, if if it weren't scary, it would be like a almost like a Mel Brooks level like comedy setup you know like as opposed to like in Star Wars you know someone says something kind of snippy and that's funny 
Yeah, but in this, are... it's like, Jamie, look behind you. Like, that is a, like, Spaceballs joke. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and it would be a Spaceballs joke if, like, the context around it was slightly different, right? Yeah, if there was a single wink to the camera... And I think that's what's cool about this. It would feel comedy, but like they they do give you enough um, reason to be in it. Like yes. they're not like they're not like undermining their own like reality it's, ever. Th- this movie's so impressive to me, and I think it might be yeah. one of my new favorite movies because <laughs> because it does walk that tightrope of keeping you invested and caring, yeah, while also being super meta. Yeah, and being and like funny, pointing at stuff like but this ne- is silly. Yeah. <laughs> but never, but yeah, but like you said, never winking. And there right. are definitely parts of Star Wars where you get winked at, and you're like, "I was just walking down the street. I didn't need that wink. Yeah, you know, right. like I didn't need that." And the fact that this movie pulls that off is 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 wild. I think it's fun to hear you say that that you're like into this movie because now I I because one my last note I wrote in my phone as the movie was ending was. Should we do the Lauren Lapkus, Nicole Byer newcomers podcast, but with like Scream and yes. other horror movies? <laughs> Maybe we should, and we could call it uh, Scared Scaredy Boys, Freddy Boys, <laughs> Scaredy Boys, Scaredy Boys, and then we're just—it's just us finally watching scary movies because we were babies the whole time. Yeah, right. Honestly, I would cover more of these movies because I still want to watch the second one, even though Charlie spoiled it. And I watched the third one, but I watched it sort of like half uh, uh half watched it because i was um going to the bathroom a lot because my <laughs> uh, intestinal issues uh-huh. the the thing with scary movies for me i think i mentioned this before but like i don't necessarily get scared of them but i just don't they don't hold my attention usually like i or or rather I'd rather watch some other type of movie, I guess. Um, yeah. And and the few times I have watched, like a like I've I've seen the first Friday the Thirteenth, and it's kind of fun. But it mm-hmm. is that just sort of like look at all these different creative ways kids are getting murdered. Yeah. Um, and it's just like okay, fine. And I, it's like a, there's like a special like gene of people who like really get into horror movies. And I'm always jealous of that when I hear them talk about them because it's like this whole, it feels like a community to me. It's like there are, there are like two things that I like want. I wish I had the gene for one is being a hat guy. Because yes, I have a handful of hats, but like, I don't look great in a hat unless <laughs> I do it backwards. Like that makes me a little bit look like an adult. But when I put like a baseball cap on I look like a little boy <laughs> and, and just in general, I don't like love wearing a hat. Cause I like it. Okay, fine. But I love hats the same way. Like that same gene could be applied to like skateboards and guitars. I do not know how to play guitar or skateboard, but if I could do either of those, I would be broke because I would have a thousand of them. And then the other gene is I wish I could be like, yeah, there's two guitars in Josiah's <laughs> room right behind him. Hold on, wait, um, let me just go ahead and show you the hats. Oh, I was going to say, do you have a bunch of skateboards? <laughs> I have one skateboard upstairs. <laughs> um, and then the other one is horror movies. Like, yeah. I would love to have that, like, you know, um, Matt Gorley and Paul Rust have that podcast where they watch all oh, yeah. of the Voorhees movies and then they did all the Halloween movies too. And I was just like, man, I would love to have a, like, desire to watch seven Halloween movies, most of which are bad. Yeah. <laughs> and I just don't really have that desire. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 am, I am experiencing a renaissance of scary stuff in my life because, like I said earlier, I, I think my idea of what a scary movie was comes from being a very afraid child where, like, mm-hmm. I had problems like legitimate problems i had recurring nightmares and like i was so afraid of everything but i I think the uh the idea of what a scary movie was is something that i don't think it actually ever is and i would i maybe i need to watch more genres and different ones because like i watched it follows recently like i said earlier i've never seen that it wasn't that scary like it was that it was cool it was interesting and i was like oh that was that was interesting and like I remember same, thinking the same thing when I saw The Ring as a kid. Yeah. Like, I, I was like, I, that was scary, but it was also, like, trying to figure out this mystery of this And I, and I feel like with girl. Scream, it was something similar where I was like, it felt more like a mystery of, like, huh, this is interesting. This is, yeah. And, like, I, I love listening to true stories about, you know, quote-unquote true, depending on, like, you know, 
what you believe mm-hmm. of like supernatural stuff, whether it's like aliens or whether it's like hauntings or or whatever. And uh, and I mean, I've read the the search and rescue ranger Reddit thread, which is fantastic. <laughs> I think uh, if you like spooky stuff, you gotta read that. And like, it doesn't keep me up at night. Like, like it used to when I was a kid. And so I'm like, either I have evolved and I'm just not afraid of anything. Uh, or maybe I just had a misunderstanding of what scary movies were. Right. But I have the same, I have the same sort of feeling as you where I'm not like super into it. When I see a scary movie that's coming out, I, I don't automatically go, oh, I have to see that. Unless yeah, it's like. Yeah, that's what it is. Uh, but and even, even then, like I still haven't seen, uh, 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 I still haven't seen Get Out because it came out whenever mm-hmm. I was like. I it's still great. hadn't watched many scary movies and uh-huh. now I'm like I need to see it. I know it's not that scary. But like that <clears> compared <throat> to like something about that makes me want to see it versus like us, like the Jordan Peele's later one, mm-hmm. seeing the, the the preview for that made me be like, I don't want to see that. That looks too scary. And I don't yeah, know what I didn't the difference see that one is. And I heard enough uh, that was like eh. Yeah, and I don't know what the difference is between those like this and a, that and like a scream that made me want to watch scream and not want right. to watch that. But I don't know. Maybe it's just a very specific feel. Yeah. Um, but should we, uh, we're, it's about time to go to the break, right? Yeah, I think so. Should we, should we go and then do a game? Let's jump on in and then we'll do, well, it's kind of a game. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. Uh, and we're back and we're in a spooky mass we are (laughs) okay so um i i have it this week the the game or again like game might not be the right term um this will also i wrote this a couple maybe a week ago and so this will be my first time cold reading it since having written it so that'll be an added little bit of fun here and folks i'm let me tell you i'm very excited to hear what this is about because all mike (laughs) told me was that he had a rant about a commercial and (laughs) that then it was going to somehow fit into sort of a game slot for Scream. Yeah. Mostly because... it's more like I have this thing that I think is kind of funny and like I don't do stand up and I don't see any friends. So <laughs> I kind of wanted to just like do it to fill some time. Yeah, this is the thing that you this is the thing that you would say like if you're at a bar with your friends or at a party with your friends and you're all shooting the shit and you're like, "Hey, do right. you know I noticed this. Yeah, and then you you have an entire Google Doc where you wrote it all down. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get out my phone. Yeah, one second, everybody. Um, okay, so for this week's quote-unquote game, I'm mm-hmm. switching things up. I need to commandeer the podcast for the next few minutes to get something off my chest. <laughs> I'm annoyed. I, hell, I'd even say pissed. Whoa. So for this episode on Scream... Let me please introduce you to a new segment that I'm sure we'll have again at some point called Screaming. <laughs> I love it. Um, okay, so like you, I wonder, you, I'm uh, really, I'm ahead. really excited because I feel like this might be. <laughs> I have a guess of what the commercial is. Oh, and I'm gonna write it down on my phone and then I'll show it to you and see if it's right. Okay. Okay. Well, good. Good because I'm about to just get to that right now. So, okay. there is a Geico commercial. Okay. Where um, a woman is sitting at like her home desk, like her home office desk, and there's like a voiceover guy who's like. Gene, did you know that Geico can save you 15% on car and motorcycle insurance? That's 15% more than Geico can even normally save you or something like that. And she's kind of like, oh, okay. And then he says, so what are you waiting for? John Stamos to knit you a scarf? And then John Stamos is there and he's like, he has knit her a scarf. Okay. Fine. Their dialogue, the dialogue between her and John Stamos is very weird. You would think her first thing would be like, oh my God, uh, John Stamos. Mm -hmm. But it's actually like, wow, you finished that for me? Or something like that. Anyway, that's not even the commercial we're talking about. (laughs) Is it the other commercial in this vein? It is the other one. So so that's the premise though. Like, uh, uh, What 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 are you waiting for this specific thing? And then they give you that thing. Yeah. Okay. Um, and, and I actually even wrote here, maybe you can cut in the audio for the one that I'm Ooh. going to talk about. I, I don't know. I can if definitely not, find that. If not, everyone listening to this has seen this commercial. Yeah. <laughs> it is the Idina Menzel one. Ooh. I just <laughs> saw this the other night, and boy, oh boy, does it suck. 
<laughs> is it what you wrote down? It's not what I wrote down, oh, but okay. I'll save that for later because oh, I might okay. I might do some scream. We'll cover scream too. <laughs> um, okay, so here this is where you will either play the commercial or you can cut this part out now of me explaining it. Either mm-hmm. way. The premise is um, Tara. Did you know Geico can save you an additional whatever on whatever? That's even more than blah, 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 blah. Tara, did you know Geico is now offering an extra 15% credit on car and motorcycle policies? Wow, okay. That's 15% on top of what Geico could already save you. So what are you waiting for? Idina Menzel to sing you your own theme song? So what are you waiting for? Idina Menzel to sing your own themes? And then she's there. Idina Menzel is there in like a coat, like a like a sport jacket and like a microphone. And she sings, Tara, Tara, look at her go. We're the French cup of Joe. Getting down to work early. Following her dreams in the taxidermy. Okay, so that's what she sings. <laughs> and then and then Tara says, and again, you can cut all of this out if you just play the commercial. <laughs> well, now I can't because I you memorized it. And for then this. Tara says, "Oh, actually, it's a tax attorney." It, it's tax attorney. And then Idina Menzel finishes by going, "I, I read that wrong." Yeah. Geico. Um. Okay. Yes. First time I saw that. I was like, that was weird. <laughs> and I couldn't put my finger on it. But I was like, it's weird to see Idina Menzel. I know who that is, but nobody else does. <laughs> um, not nobody, but like, she's not like John Stamos' household name. Um, <clears throat> so it, it airs on Hulu all the time, and we watch a bunch of shit yeah. on Hulu. So, okay. <clears throat> Second time I saw it, I, my thought was, I think this is bad. Mm-hmm. I think it this is. is a bad commercial. And Confirmed. I think that might be because of Idina Menzel. Absolutely. I don't yes. love her. I know she's like a huge diva and kind of a pain in the ass is like the stories I've heard. Um, and then I also think the reason that it's bad because of her is because of her confidence in singing. I read that wrong. Yeah. And then also the addition at the end of I read that wrong to with, oh, yeah, I read that wrong. Oh, yeah. I, 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 what is, oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then the other reason I don't like it, this is again, after like the second time seeing it or, you know, however many times was the meter of yeah. the song. I can't, I can't no. put a fucking beat to it at no. all. It's acapella, obviously, but like if there were accompaniment to it, is that song in like five, eight? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So then, <laughs> Like the third, fourth, fifth, however many times I saw it. Again, I hated it, but I was I was confused at this point. I, I was unclear. So um, you're halfway through the commercial for me. Okay, so I'm halfway through the commercial before I remember, oh, right, I hate this and I can't pinpoint why. I need to like keep track of what happens to remember why I hate it. But I've already missed the first half when she says the wrong thing and then Tara says, oh, uh, it's tax attorney. Yeah. So I was like... Oh, well, what is she saying? She must be saying something else. So then what? The sixth, seventh, whatever time it is that I I see it, that it starts and I'm like ready to hear what it is she (laughs) says before she gets corrected. And uh, it plays. And then I say to Caitlin afterwards, okay, I think I know why I don't like this, why it's bad. The thing she says at first isn't something. And Caitlin was like, what? And I was like, it, like, it's like she just said M instead of N. And Caitlin was like, what are you talking about? And I said, what the fuck is a tax attorney? Mm. And Caitlin said, she's saying taxidermy. Yes. And then I was like, like, the, like I blacked out. <laughs> you <laughs> know all... that like vertigo dolly zoom? Yes, effect? yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> that happened. Um, and I was like, what? <laughs> so, okay. First of all, let me be clear. I am an idiot for not having heard it right. I'll admit that. Fuck me, I guess. But I would argue that her D in taxidermy, which first of all, you can also really lean into the I instead of uh, taxidermy. Yeah. Um, her D, I would argue, is quite soft and it has like a bit of a chewiness to it, like a breath that's, that's in it, like sure. taxidermy. Yeah. Which could almost sound like a T, like a, like a hard yeah. T or a soft D. 
<laughs> okay, yeah. And here's my evidence that not only does she do that in this commercial, but that is a pattern for Idina Menzel, or should I say Idina Menzel? Mm-hmm. She in the quiet <laughs> in the quiet part that's just dialogue of defying gravity. That's like in the middle of the uh, song, defying uh. gravity. She says. <laughs> And I swear to God, go listen to this. I remember pointing this out to Caitlin and her now, like she hears it and is like, wow, I can't not hear that anymore. She says, Glinda, come with me. Think of what we could do together. Glinda, come with me. Think of what we could do together. The D in do is very similar to the D in taxidermy. It's chewy, it's breathy, it's shitty. Okay. Also, how did you read that wrong? Yes, Mike, that's what I was going to ask because... (laughs) One is two words, one is one word. They do not have a similar letter structure. And maybe you heard it wrong. Yes, that's what I was going to say. Mike, that's exactly what I was going to say. Because she should have said, I heard that wrong. Like someone told her. Because if you sell the word taxidermy and tax attorney, yeah. you wouldn't read tax attorney and think it's taxidermy. They do sound yeah, right. similar, but they don't look similar. Yeah. And so, okay, so maybe that like voiceover narrator guy said those things to her right before she like apparated inside of Tara's house. Maybe mm-hmm. he was like, oh, okay, uh, uh, uh. Quick, like, like for an, you know, you get an audience volunteer and you do an improvised song about them because you know one thing about them. All you have to do is come up with a rhyme for their job. Right. Um, so maybe he said to her, she's a tax attorney. And mm-hmm. she wrote it down really hastily and thought it was taxidermy. But she said, I read that wrong. Yes. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's on her. And then, okay, okay, so I'm going to assume... This song was written for her because I don't see Idina Menzel as an improviser or a writer. So she read the line wrong. What was the line? Following her dreams into tax attorney? Yeah. Because that's not how you would say that. <laughs> you would say following her dreams to become a tax We're attorney just, the, the, or the, into the castle tax is crumbling. <laughs> the, ca- the castle's crumbling. It has no Following foundation. her dreams into tax law, perhaps? Um, also, the read on I read that wrong. Let me just go back to that for a second. She could have done all the same words that she said. I read that wrong. Oh, yeah. But she could have done it in a way that, like, made her look silly. But she did it in this, like, weird, confident way. She could have said, I read that wrong. Oh, yeah. You know, like, yeah. uh-uh. But she didn't. Anyway, um, following her dreams into tax attorney, that's not something. No. And another thing. Everybody knows John Stamos. I may have sort of already said this, but does everyone know Idina Menzel? I, I like, don't think so. Well, <laughs> I, I would say everyone knows Let It Go from Frozen. So I would say everyone knows her voice, um, but sure. maybe not. Maybe doesn't know her name. Yeah, I, I don't think, even if you knew Frozen, like if you're an adult who knows Frozen, the chances are either you are like a Disney adult <laughs> like one of or those you're people. someone with kids or you're a person with kids and by that point either you know Wicked or you don't like or Rent you know like you yeah. might know her because she's a Broadway star she is or, indeed a Broadway star or Adele Nazim from or the Adele Oscars Nazim, at one time or If Then <laughs> no one knows um, If Then but so my point here, I guess, is like this feels like it should have been a more like mainstream pop music person. Obviously, I get that Geico is dealing with people like John Stamos. They're not going to get Lady Gaga. But could they have maybe tried for like Cheryl Crow? Sure. Or like Cindy Lauper? So, <laughs> is that a good example? <laughs> I mean, it. I, I agree. It is a strange pick. For them yeah. to, to, to pull Idina Menzel out of out of a hat and be like, I would even argue that Kristen Chenoweth is more known than Idina Menzel. Uh, maybe name wise, maybe, maybe I don't know. Yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, okay. Also, she's like inside Tara's house. How did she get there? Yeah. Why Why didn't her appearing inside her house freak out Tara well, more? Well, Mike, now we're in the now we're into the metaphysics of the Geico commercial universe, which is an of entire. <laughs> 
<laughs> who is this narrator person who's talking to Tara behind the camera and asking her what is she waiting for? Also, what are you waiting for? What does that mean? Like, you, the narrator, had Idina ready to go. So that is why you were able to say, oh, I don't know, like... Idina Menzel came here to sing your own theme song? Like, my response would probably be, well, no, that's not what I'm waiting for to get motorcycle insurance. I mostly just don't want to have to deal with switching from State Farm. That seems like a pain in my ass. But it's not a matter of waiting for anything so specific. Oh, my God! How did Idina Menzel get here? Mike, you're right, because this this commercial... So so what what you're... Your bigger bigger point here is that this is a poorly written commercial from top to 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 bottom. (laughs) Because none yeah. of it's none of it stands, and the thing, uh-huh. the thing, the thing I want to add to this is you're right. The, the the thing should be the narrator says a thing. What are you waiting for? Tara responds, "Oh, I don't know. I didn't Menzel sing my own theme song." And the narrator goes, <laughs> yeah. and then she's there because the narrator saying that as if it, he knows her deepest, utmost desire is like right. Like she might not know. She she might be one of these people who I'm claiming does not know who Idina Menzel is. Yeah. <laughs> Because, like, she should say it as if it is, and, like, the same with the John Stamos one. She should say it like it is a silly, random throwaway, or, like, it's like, right. oh, I don't know, John Stamos, because he's hot, and he's, like, knitting me a scarf, whatever. Yeah, for that one, I would say, like, what are you waiting for? And she could say something like, oh, well, I have a scarf that I'm knitting, and I want to finish it. And then he could go, what if we could finish it for you? She'd be like, that'd be great. Like, what if well, John Stamos like, you know, like, could finish it for yeah, you? Yeah, like, well, you. What if John Stamos could? They could be like, What if John done. Stamos could finish <laughs> you? Oh, <laughs> you know the John Stamos one. I'm done with the uh, with the primary rant here. Okay, the, the John Stamos one is also funny. There's two things that happen. She says, "Is your hair this soft?" When she's touching the scarf, and he goes, "Softer," and I'm like, "What?" Almost certainly not. <laughs> what? And then the <laughs> at the end of the commercial, he goes, "Softer." And like the the listeners at home can't see this, but I just like froze in place. He has this like really goofy face that like it's clearly they like froze him when they meant to just keep the footage running yeah. and then like the commercial ends. But he's frozen for like a second at the end, and he's got like a really unflattering face on. <laughs> Wait. So anyway, look out for those awful commercials. That has been screaming. <laughs> I would like to do a small screaming. Oh, okay. Uh, Let's also jump back about in. a Hulu commercial. <laughs> Because let me show you the one that I wrote down that I thought it might be uh-huh. about. And, I, and uh-huh. I'm sure you've seen these if you've been watching a lot of Hulu. Cause that's is, what, it the, is it the other insurance one, the progressive one? No, it's the Diet Coke oh, okay. mom commercials. Have you seen that? I don't know if I have. Man, this is what's great is that I'm pretty sure we get – so whenever we watch Hulu on at my house, we're on my mom's account. And so, like, we get ads for stuff that we don't get normally because <laughs> it's my mom's email. But so there's, there's these new Diet Coke commercials that are, like – uh, they say Diet Cokes are for moms, which is like, huh. do they? I don't know if that. I mean, I I, I understand the implicate the the idea the stereotype of like Diet Coke is only for women. I I've sure. definitely you know that's the thing. Is it only for moms? That seems like a, women be dieting, <laughs> right? And that seems like a. I, I remember when Dr Pepper came out with their option. Dr Pepper is ten. Yes, Dr Pepper ten. It was Dr Pepper ten, and it was like. I yeah. fell for it because I was like, I'm a man. I only need 10 calories. I'll buy yeah. this. And it was Don't like. Don't get diet Dr. Pepper. Yeah, this you one. fucking cuck. Yeah, what, what are you, a, a, a woman? No, you only need 10 calories. You're a man. Yeah. Yeah. And then they, it was so short lived. But so this commercial is like, <laughs> it's it's weird because it's like, oh, Diet Coke's only for moms. And then it's like this voiceover and it cuts to all these like 80s moms in like 80s fashion <laughs> who are all like, who are all like just regular looking uh attractive model actor women like there's uh-huh. no like yeah commercial moms are like hilarious yes, there's no there's no a friend of mine was and she was maybe like 24 at the time and she was cast as like a like a shoe store mom yeah uh, yeah, of like of like ten year old kids. <laughs> there was no like body diversity amongst these yeah. mothers. There was no. I mean, it was very stupid. That's that's the first thing. But the second thing is like, oh, it's only for moms. Well, let's see what 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 can moms do? And it's like this voiceover that cuts to all these different things. And then in, instead of being like moms are moms and they do all this hard stuff being a mother and also they are people by themselves and they have jobs and they have goals and aspirations and they are not only defined by their motherhood, even though motherhood <laughs> is a hard ass job. They do it all. Right. Instead of going with some angle of like empowering women, they're uh-huh. like, here's what moms can do. They can 
make a costume last minute for your school play. Oh my God. They can they can make everybody in the neighborhood run away with a look after you break the law. No. Oh, 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 they can I have they can seen this. they can silence anything by saying I said so. And they yes. look and they invented mom jeans and they look great. Look at their butts. And I'm like this is all su- this is all stuff that's like only yeah. within the lens of them being moms. You could have said like and also not always within the lens of them being moms because not all moms do that kind of stuff and not all moms can like sew and make a freaking costume and then we don't even need the supreme court to change to be super right to set back women's rights no we have to the 50s we have diet coke (laughs) is doing it we have diet coke it it was just so strange because it was like you could have said the the the, the premise of like well moms can do a lot is a good (laughs) premise because then you could say guess what moms do they're doctors they're lawyers they're they're like right. politicians. Well, I mean, that's right. not. I mean, who? They're they painters. They're artists. They're literally <laughs> every job. Like every yeah. job can be a mom. And but they were like, nope. These three things. It was so stupid. <laughs> and then there's another. They one. can put the baking soda into the vinegar yeah. of the volcano experiment. <laughs> there's another one that's a diet coke in the same uh, like ad campaign, and it's like, oh, diet coke's only for nerds. And then I'm like, no, no one's ever said that. That that's not a stereotype that exists. Yeah, no, I. I would think like monster energy drink or some kind of like gamer fuel type thing is only for nerds. And it's like they got it confused because then that one (laughs) is what the mom commercial should be because they're like, well, what can nerds do? (laughs) They had it hard for a while, but they're, and they like ghost people playing D and D, but then it's like, but they're the ones making the technology and making the money and blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, you take this and put it on the mom commercial, get rid of the nerd (laughs) one because no one says that diet Coke is for nerds. No one's, ever said that no one yeah. says it's for moms they say it's for women and, <laughs> right. and and a lot of moms are women so like that would make sense i guess but 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 the nerd no stupid anyway that's my smaller <laughs> screaming rant <laughs> um you know you just made me <sighs> remember too the the uh, so geico's had a million commercials right. and a million different like types and that's like their whole thing is they just like scattershot different like funny ideas one for a long time was something about like when like it was like common things like um the pig that went wee 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 yeah. all the way home i think even maybe like when pigs fly or other like you know like hell freezes over wasn't one of them but they were like they were like um your, your turns of phrase yes. like that yeah idioms and 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 this one is the same message which is like what are you waiting for hell to freeze over but instead it's like a thing that just like isn't something yeah it's yeah <laughs> i do to menzel to see senior you own your own it's place. like a cards against humanity game where they're like <laughs> they, they took the white card of their original commercial yeah. and then just had the writer like something else write a bunch of black cards and put <laughs> can them can we together. get Idina menzel we can uh, uh what are you waiting for Idina menzel to do you have another one it also the way that she sings it, scarf? the way that she sings in that commercial seems Ugh. like it was actually live in the commercial and that it wasn't recorded in a studio and then like lip synced to, which is right. to say that it sounds bad because Adina yeah, Menzel uh, no longer and I'll say it Adina Menzel no longer no. sounds good singing live. She sounds You're good right. when she can sing in a studio and do and get her best take, but yeah. I do not think she sounds very good singing live anymore. She did that. Uh, too many times oh absolutely no <laughs> she's destroyed the poor woman yeah uh, um okay well that's gotta be the end of the segment <laughs> <laughs> because we've maybe mentioned one or two scream star wars things yeah so <laughs> we did talk a lot about the movie though which is kind of well, fun and it we, makes me want to watch the others and makes me want to watch like other scary well, movies so, so and, and i don't know if you know the premise of the second one but the premise was enough to make me want to watch it because the premise is that they are making a movie about sydney's story oh that's cute and so like yeah it is, i will watch that i'm yeah. like kind of excited to watch it i've heard it's the one that's like the other good one worth watching yes from from what i've been told the second one is surprisingly very good the third one's like okay and then the fourth one i think is the modern one and so like your mileage will vary depending on if you like how you like them sort of revamping it for a modern sensibility yeah yeah um but yeah no so i think like the biggest thing i keep coming back to is that like star wars isn't funny meta or scary slashy Mm -hmm. in on purpose like and, and when it is funny, it's because there are jokes in it. It's not because, right. or there's like funny characters like C-3PO where it's not like, it's not funny. It's not a comedy movie, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
So this feels lower. You know what? A thought I had was this this could do well on the how how Star Wars is it is it mm. because it is so aware. Yes, because it has itself. the meta. Yep, yep. Like it's not identifying all the Star Wars tropes, but it is identifying all the scary movie tropes, and then it's hit, it's it's not only commenting on them, but then it's also hitting all of them itself. Yeah. So I think it gets a high <laughs> sweet. Yes, definitely a high <laughs> sweet. But I we feel should, like we should go back and listen to all of our episodes where we mention the Hesuii <laughs> scale and then like give that some kind of chili. Yeah. So like if a movie gets a high how how Star Wars is it is it score, how does that translate to its final how Star Wars is it score? Ooh, Do you know and, what I mean? Yes, and so we can see how those are if if they are related at all. If they're correlated at all. Yes, <laughs> we need we need more data and we yeah. need more listeners to do that for us. Yeah, um, someone else just please do that. <laughs> but yeah, I feel like this is going to get sort of on the lower end of the middle mm-hmm. because it is a movie, it is a franchise. It is a it's a franchise with diminishing returns sometimes. Yeah, it has a narrative. Um the uh, <laughs> It, it, it is a big name. It's like people know uh-huh. a name this. that starts with S. <laughs> oh, okay. And there's an A in it, um, <laughs> and an R. <laughs> let's let's get real. Let's let's. This is what the problem is. We're not getting small and and minute enough. Right. Do they say? Let's go through all the words in the English language. Mm-hmm. Do they say A in both movies? I'm gonna say yes. Yeah, I think they do, probably do. What about? Aardvark. That's the second one, I oh, think. Oh, I thought you were going to say long. I thought you were going to go a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> but you're doing the dictionary. I'm doing the di- I got the dictionary here. I got Merriam-Webster. No. Uh-huh. I, I, uh, uh, yeah, I feel like it's I feel like it's lower. It's. Uh, I feel like we haven't done a lot to convince myself why it is job, Star no. Wars. Well, you know, um, they do mention uh, corn syrup and Carrie. And Carrie, mm, again, was the Carrie movie Fisher. that Brian De Palma was casting for alongside George Lucas at the same right. day where the folks like Carrie Fisher came to audition. That's true. Let's, well, you know, I feel like, let's just, we're going to go with our gut anyway, so let's let's get a unit the of The collage measure. thing, you know, the, like, kid the of pastiche. parts, like, that. that is definitely something that we, a long time ago, used to really give a lot of weight on this show. It's true, it's true. Um, back when back when the Huswisco used to mean something. But where George Lucas, yeah, right. Where George <laughs> Lucas wears his influences on his sleeve, this like, um, like put writes them down on a sharpie and holds them up to your face. <laughs> yeah, it's like this is what it is, and yeah. you're like, oh, and then it, but it works out really well. Yeah. Um, I feel like my unit of measurement is going to be suspicious, uh, old timey cell phones. Because <laughs> it's suspicious that he has a cell phone back then. Because oh, who has right. cell phones? I, I think I even wrote that down. Hang on. Um, that's something that's super fun. Because like in the, I think maybe in the second one, I don't know in the second, but in the third one, it's it's at a time at that point technology is already where everyone has a cell phone. Uh-huh. But like it, I, it cracked me up that like in the first movie, it is a plot point that the boyfriend has a phone yeah. on him. Here's the quote I wrote down: "What are you doing with that cellular telephone, son?" <laughs> cellular it's like when on mission impossible we're like the digital yeah, camera right, right. <laughs> um, oh, I love oh, it so oh. Much. another note fucking Liev schreiber isn't it for one second <laughs> yes it's so and you know, what's crazy is that he his character comes back in two and three oh, and it's well, wild that like they cast him in that first one because he's in it for two seconds yeah and then it's like but then later it's like he has a bigger part and he's good at it and i'm like man they really lucked out that they cast this guy yeah for two seconds he turns out to be a good actor and good at this part yeah um i think my rating will be out of videotapes yes it reminded me of uh tiny tunes high spent my summer vacation because they're all they're all videos we do this water bit the whole video the whole video (laughs) it's all videos i feel like i feel like we we definitely did a lot about why it's not Star Wars. I feel like I didn't get enough of why it is. Yeah. And I, it just doesn't feel super Star Wars to me, but it is a movie. And like, it is a movie. Because of that, I feel like it's a little higher than some of the other stuff. So I'm going to say three old-timey cell phones. Mm, okay. That's funny. I was thinking four videotapes. I could have. I was about to say four, and then I went lower. So I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, no, I'm, I think I'm satisfied with that. Sassy with that, and then uh, we'll you know what? Maybe we'll do our own Lauren Lapkus and Nicole Byer style <laughs> podcast about all the screen movies. Yeah. Um, well, okay, should we 
yeah, we should wrap up. So yeah, do you want yeah. us on the internet? Um, Michael Delaney said he did on <laughs> he <laughs> the did. recent episode that mm-hmm. I edited. Uh, if you do, you can find us at How Star Wars Is It on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. You can email us at a good podcast. Please at do. We love getting emails. We do. We do. Uh, you can find me at josiah.biz on all the platforms that I never say anything on. <laughs> you can also go to my website, which is josiahrobinson.biz. I've got an audiobook out. I will have another one out soon, but it is rated R, and I'm not going to plug it <laughs> because you can find it if you want. Uh, but you're just maybe. letting people know that you are still working. <laughs> I am still working. All right, everyone? And you can hear me say some naughty things if you want. Uh, so have fun with that. And Mike, you've got a new video out. I do. Baby. I uh, as of this. Re- I guess as of this, when this is, comes out, it yeah, will when be this an comes older out, it'll video. be fairly old. <laughs> I I have like three or four ideas for new videos, um, and it's a matter. I'm I'm working on a commission right now, which is cool. Um, oh, nice. But I I've like really abdicated on getting that done, and I just want to get it done. But and after I do that, I I recently got a pressure tank. To, oh, yeah. to cast things without bubbles in them. So um, I have to retrofit that to make it work. And then I have like a couple of different other bootleg toy ideas for, for making videos. But um, the new one is out. It's an I- the little Ikea guy from all the instruction manuals, the like assembly guy. Um, it is on YouTube. Um, Word Gospel 09, 09 that is, is my channel, which is also my Instagram name. I also don't ever post anything on any of my shit, but Rule Follower Toys is my other Instagram. Uh, Twitter is at Mike Gospel. Um, you know check out our T Public store, which is linked on both our Twitter and our Instagram. They have sales mm-hmm. like every other week, basically, and you can get a sticker that says Star Wars is chili or a T-shirt that says gorillas have a sense of life and death. <laughs> um, yeah, and I why wouldn't you want to wear that? Yeah. Um, I think that's everything. Yeah, it's got to be. Give us a five-star review. Tell yeah, the friends tell your that friends. you know who already like the show to keep listening. Yep, and tell new friends to listen. We love people. <laughs> the end. We love people. We want them all we to listen. We love people. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, so it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye, right? Yeah, I, yeah. I would say it's time for Tubby Bye Bye. Time for Tubby Bye Bye. Well, like we always say, we love, we love you. you. And, and may the fourth be with you. Bye bye. <laughs>